contempt is of violent content. Parental discretion is advised. show welcome to my I, I was waiting for you to pull it down okay <laughs> then roll it go ahead hello and welcome to mice cast with the hosts greg mike and shaft Can you dig it? okay <laughs> greg's still playing with the toy can't resist but how long have you had that toy and you're still having these little fumbling problems trying to pull it down and things like that i'm not having any problems with it. i'm just waiting for somebody to talk uh <laughs> You're the guy with a theme song, so shut up. So, well, we got uh, plenty of things to discuss on this go-around. We have, we want to finish up what we kind of teased last time, talk about our, I guess, our impressions of Cars Land. Is that where we're going with that? Yeah, because uh, Greg was still working on some of the stuff, and it was leading to some stuff that I was going to talk about on there. Okay. If, if I get a chance, we'll see how that works. Uh, this uh, My Magic Plus with the wristband thing has uh, my interest, so... Okay, well, I, you know what we what got cut off from the last show and you didn't know because I know you don't listen to it after we've recorded, <laughs> it won't be redundant, but all of your um, uh, housekeeping... Oh, okay. So why don't you start off with that, and then when you're done with that, we'll go to um, to mail, and then we'll get into the show. Okay. So what uh, got cut off last time was my request for those of you who follow me on Facebook to like the MiceCast page. Uh, when we first started, Facebook wasn't quite didn't quite have their act together as far as pages for people like us or what would you call us shows like us or whatever. Yeah, and so people would would ask to be my friend to get. Show information. So now I'm I'm asking people to like the MiceCast page because pretty soon here I'm going to, you know, clean up the Mike MiceCast group of peoples to those that, you know, I've actually met maybe because <laughs> I've got, I got a pile of people that I think became friend requested me to get show information and I'd like to direct them to the MiceCast Facebook page. Makes sense. In other words, in a nutshell, your MiceCast Mike, you would like to talk about Mike, while the MiceCast page will talk about the show. Correct. I like how Richard very, to making a synopsis. Of very it. eloquently put. Well, you know, sometimes you need that. <laughs> All right, time for mail. Okay, we got a bunch. Call Jack, and it's time for mail call. <sighs> well, the first one I have is from Ray, formerly of the Bear Necessities podcast. Welcome, it says, guys, welcome back. It's good to hear from you again. Mike, I understand you had a fire and it appears that Greg is doing the production on the show. But for the love of Pete, take the soundboard away from him. If, <laughs> if he needs something to play with while doing the show, tell him to play with himself. Anyway, good to hear from you guys. Ray, not Tigger Ray, formerly of the Bear Necessities podcast. 
I like how he has to um, believe me, Ray. Who he is? Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only one. Ray is the only one that's complained about the little sound drops that come in here and there. Oh, really? Really? Well, I don't mind the sound drops. It's just that when it's continuous, it starts becoming well, from no, cute to... The know, first thing. time was just for fun. Now we, we, we're going to have some segment things. We'll have mail okay, call. Okay, that's you know, fine. We've got uh, our per, a parental discretion at the beginning. We'll have our fun, but that's about it. All right. Uh, our friend, uh, uh, the Esquire, also made a comment about the sound clips getting out of control in the last episode. Yeah, he just wishes he could control his sound over there. <laughs> I know he's... <laughs> Wanting to do some things he hasn't been able to do. So, um, you know, bite me. All right. So do we want to uh, do we want to go through uh, Mark well, from Montana's? Uh... Let's get let's get Thomas's out of the way because it's quick okay. and easy. Go ahead. Read it. Uh, and this is from East York Disney fan, our Canadian brother from up north. And he says, hey, guys, first of all, it's fun to hear you guys again. Second, in regards to The Hobbit. We did talk about a non-Disney thing last week with The Hobbit. Peter Jackson has added to the story by using things that are only talked about in the appendices to The Lord of the Rings. Many, uh, Mainly the Council of the White between Gandalf the Grey, Saruman the White, Lady Galdorel, Galadriel, uh, Elrond, and Ragged gas the brand <laughs> Radagast, I think. That sounds like something I've left in my toilet. <laughs> I don't want to know about this thing. <laughs> Adding that it does a couple of things. One, it explains what Gandalf is doing all the time when he suddenly disappears. Really, I didn't need to know. I kind of figured, I figured that kind of stuff out. Um, during sections of the book, and he also adds uh, to it being a prologue to the Lord of the Rings by adding things in that are happening during The Hobbit that affect things in Lord of the Rings, a.k.a. Uh, Thomas, a.k.a. Disney York fan. So thank you, Thomas, for correcting us or filling us in on those missing pieces. All right, so you wanted to get into Mark's over. Mark uh, Mark from Montana, longtime show uh, listener. Friend. Friend, fan of all the shows that all of us do, uh, has become a segment producer. And Mike, you self self appointed self appointed segment producer. Yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> to do the the. Be- yeah, let's put it this way: he actually has some pretty good ideas, so it'll work. Well, he attributed to uh, rip, ripping him off from uh, the Pardon the Interruption show on ESPN. Well, everything we do is a rip off. He just happens to rip off from some pretty decent stuff, so. and a lot of drinking. I don't watch ESPN, so I would never have known about what he ripped off. So, all right. So we're, you're you're all familiar or. Are familiar with the concept of an over/under on a bet? Usually, when you bet on an over/under, they the gambling house, the bookie, whatever, will say the over/under is forty-five, and you say, "All right, I'm going to take the under," meaning that the point score will be total will be under forty-five or over. Right? Pretty simple. Pretty so, simple. So, uh, question one: I got to make notes of this. All right. So, the over/under. On the Luigi ride in DCA, making it to July 17th, 2015. So if it'll be under two years, that's the under. If it's over two years or not at all, that would be the over. So, Okay, I guess I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong. He's, I'm looking at the over-unders for DCA and the Golden Horse Review. That That's over-under segment two. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to find. It's Aloha Greg is the subject matter, the subject oh. line. Two, one... So you find that, and I'll just be getting ready for... You do that. 
let's see, so M G S. All right. Do you find it? Uh, I am Aloha Greg. There we go. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> Mark in Montucky here. I was reading his. Uh, well, you, you don't want to read uh, all the other glorious things that he wrote before his, his over under? Uh, uh, he was just giving us, you know, hand jobs on the show. Oh, no, he's talking about your. No, no, no. We can start with the over under. Thank you very much. And and, and, and it's a a drunken one at that, so who cares? (laughs) Yeah, you just don't want to hear, read that second paragraph. I know. That's all right. Okay, go on. So, question one you're going to take the over or the under, and Luigi's flying tires making it to. So July it, if I the over, it's it's it'll be there over five years if I take the under. Two years, two years is the over under. So it's either going to be there for two years or it'll never or, or it'll stay for ever. We're looking for the 60th anniversary of the of Disneyland. Yes. Do you want to go? Do you want me? To, do you want me to give you mine? What you need to think about I, it? I, went, I, thought, I thought Richard was talking, so I uh, was holding uh, off. All right, go well, ahead. I'll give, my, I'll give you my thought. Then. Okay, go. Over. Richard's taking the over. The, the, amount, the amount of money that they've spent on that thing and everything else, yeah, it's going to at least last two more that, years. That's why I'm taking the over that. on that, too, because that's apparently one of John Lasseter's little pet projects. Anyway, you know, it's it's that capital expenditure thing that, you know, I uh, that was long the story about the wand on uh, Spaceship Earth that, you know, They've got to get a certain amount of return if you can get a return off a of one on uh, Spaceship Earth. The funny thing about this, there was just a thing on a a website about theme parks the other day that listed like the top 15 theme park attractions we miss. And believe it or not, the Flying Saucers at Disneyland was on the list. <laughs> okay. It, it, exactly. And uh, I believe it was Richard and I speaking to... Someone the other day, God, I don't even, oh, um, our friend Carl from Texas was uh, in uh, in the area, and we had dinner with him over at um, what, Naples. 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 Okay. You know, I wasn't that impressed with Naples. But anyways, uh, we were talking about uh, the way Luigi's loads, because it was his first time at uh, – a cars land versus how the the old flying saucers loaded. They were actually, while well, one section was unloading and a, another group was loading on the old one. This one is such a slow load. Oh reload. gosh, you know it, it's just especially and, if they need someone with you know assistance. They'll need assistance, or maybe they're not special needs, but they need assistance to get on and off. Purposely try to end their their ride the farthest away they can. <laughs> yeah. you know? All right, so. Uh, over I, under. I like to say under. You know, I'm just I'm going to be contrary, and I'm going to say under. Yeah, they may have spent a lot of money, but the facade's still there, and they could always close it down and do something behind it. All right. For all that, it could be a meet and greet. True. <laughs> okay. Question two. Number of times Shaft will be silenced and stop talking about a subject because one of Greg's sound drops in the next twelve episodes because of one of Greg's sound drops. I'm sorry. Number of times Shaft will be silent. Stop talking about a subject because of one of Greg's sound drops in the next twelve episodes. Over or under is eight. <laughs> oh, she's way over. Think is no. he over? Over no, is eight. Gonna... Number of times, yeah. 
I'm thinking. It's, I I think you're right. Think the number is eight, but it's over twelve episodes. So uh, yeah, eight times in twelve episodes. You think it'll be more than eight times in twelve episodes, or less than eight times in twelve episodes? Oh, I think it'll be less. So Greg's going under. You know, it doesn't you know, take a sound drop to get me to stop, get him to stop talking. You know. Yeah, but we're talking about the sound drops. So you know what this is, Mike? Is what? this is Mark's effort to get Greg Greg's to stop it off? Yeah, I know. Yes, because now Greg's going to intentionally bring it. So under. do I go with my gut, where I think he can't resist? And do the over, or do I think Greg will have his behavior modified? Because well, one night of fun, I'm telling you guys, you guys it's are no it's fun. It's reputation. All right, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with. No. Go, with your, go with your gut, because you know Greg can't resist. <laughs> yes, he's doing and a good job gonna, right now. He's, he's going to forget about it. His he's finger's hovering over the button to, right now. I know he wants to all, do one. All we have to do is just last two episodes, he's going to forget. I'm going to say the over. Okay. Question three. Hopefully Mark is writing this stuff down. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. But you, you got to remember, there's a very specific thing about this question. How times? How many times will Shaft be silent? Not how many times I actually might do or drop I know. It. I know. We can, so. you know. Okay, next one. Question three. Over under on Disneyland Autopia or Nemo subs being ripped out and replaced in the next two years? I'll say over. That's over. Come on. Anything. Plus, they're still getting a fairly decent... Um, Throughput on Nemo, I know that. It's always still now, has a decent not necessarily line. Putting a lot of people through, but there is a line, probably because it's so slow to load. Are you doing too. the over shaft on this one? <laughs> Are you gonna do the over or the under? Over. Over. Uh, All right. Just sounded funny. If you are you doing the over shaft? Yeah. What, what's the number on the over? Two no, years. I'm do the over. Two years. I'm gonna do the over. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's gonna last longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the line. The lines, like Greg is saying, there are. There's still people that are lining up for it. So regardless of whether you think it's great or not. Here's the next question. Question four. The amount of times Greg will complain about a political subject in the next 12 episodes. (laughs) The the (laughs) over-under is four. (laughs) Over. (laughs) Four, four. That's the number in the next one in this episode. (laughs) Over. Way over. over. I'll go over because that is just important information. Yeah. All right. Now you I mean, want to... people, you know. I, I I'm going to say this because it just drives me nuts. You know, I I tell you, I go to the smoking lounge on Tuesdays, the the man cave, and there's one guy. He's the only guy of a certain persuasion in the room, and he loves the president only because he matches that certain persuasion. And you can't <laughs> say anything about him, and he doesn't want to talk politics. He says, "I come here to get away from it all." He works at looks at house. You think he's really sitting and talking? You know, politics all day? No. Do you think he's going home and talking to his wife about the politics? No. It's just an excuse never to have to talk about any issues. Which, if if we didn't sit in 1775 or 4 or 3 in smoke-filled taverns talking about what a crappy system we're living in, nothing would have ever got done. So where are we supposed to talk about politics when it's never polite? to talk about politics at, or religion in parties or in gatherings. When the fuck are you supposed to talk about him? He should have done an over and under when I'd say drop the Drop F and F bomb? Well, you know, <laughs> there's just some things that are... No. So you put this in a little file so you can look it up for the next yeah, week? I didn't. I did uh, write it down. Now, do we, we, want to, and we need to keep the tally going. We might have to put that into a spreadsheet because, you know, some of the sure. time periods on these are... Over... Um, now, the, he sent a segment to... Do you want to go over the segment two? Or should we hold that for the next show? 
Let's hold that for the next one. All right, we'll hold it for the next one. Okay. And now, is there anything else in the rest of his email? Um, let's see. I'm reading this email after writing two nights ago, in which I had several adult beverages, and apologize for all the fucking F-bombs. No, I think we're okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So. The what F-bombs? So we. I still think you should be reading that second paragraph, but, you know. If you want to blow your own horn, read your own second paragraph. Blow yourself, yes. <laughs> All right. So we're done with we're done with the e- and there's a Maybe we should have counted how many times Knox Mike off with one of those sound drops. That's well, okay. You picked the wrong person. I just can't I can't hear what it is. I have to stop. I want to hear what it is. Run it again. Oh. What the hell is that? It's a pig squeal. Oh, gosh. All right. Because it, it meant something when you said that a minute ago, but then since you couldn't hear it. Okay, moving on. Uh, where we we're gonna go on to um, Cars Land, right? Cars, Cars first. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what kind of the idea was to pick up where we left off. Okay, all right, we can do that. All right, so, so my we'll, my we'll this uh, parade here. My impression of Cars Land. I think it's fun. I think it's incredibly immersive. I think uh, I I get the sense that when you stand. Uh, right there by the Cozy Comb Hotel and you see the courthouse and you see the Cadillac range behind you that they wanted you to think or feel like you had been transported. Because they do a real good job of hiding just about everything else if you stand in the right spot and you just think you're there. Yeah, to Of course, a... you know, we can't call it Cadillac range because General Motors said we couldn't do that anymore. No, they, I, think got, I thought that got cleared up because the, the little... Uh, the little... The little sign there where you can where it identifies which one is what year of Cadillac was uh, is still sitting there. I think it just says year, but it doesn't specify any vehicles or anything. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter now that if Disney and GM have this little issue, it's kind of already out there, and all the fandom, all the fanboys will be calling it Cadillac Range. So um, I'll go with Mike on this one, but I think it is immersive to a point. Though I think once you get to the end of the street, it feels really tiny. Oh yeah, it gets congested really fast. Well, the the um, the facades are just it, you know it feels like you've walked down that hallway on Willy Wonka, <laughs> and that's where the theming stops because that where um, uh, what is it the firehouse. Where the the old guys, the town hall and everything, yeah, the courthouse. It doesn't seem very detailed compared to now. Granted, I've, I've been in there once, and it was at night, which it looked really good under the lights. But that's where I felt like it kind of fell apart. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but I will agree with you. We stand at the end of the street, and look down it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, and in the. Um in the summer when they first opened they would do the they would light the neon like they did in, in the movie playing the same song you know they cut the background music they fire up that song and they and they light the street in order one at a time and it was really cool now what they don't do that anymore i, I well i'm assuming they do i oh, you know okay. well, i just you summer you kind of said it like well because i think at christmas time they might have changed it oh i see was it decorated for christmas oh yes it was 
uh, snowflakes made oh, yeah. out snowflakes made out of wrenches, garland made out of air filters. Uh, yeah, and, you, you had the garland air filters, and you had the wreath air filters out there. Yeah, yeah and every every um, person's place, you know, uh, Fillmore's dome, the 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 army surplus shack, Mater's junkyard. Every place had their own Christmas tree. Yeah, themed. Mater's had a uh, Christmas tree of tires. Themed, yeah, themed to their area. Like, you know, in Annie's, you know, curio shop, her Christmas tree is made out of license plates. And, you know, the Cozy Cone Motel is cones. So it was... Uh, and right at the entrance of uh, Route 66, you had a uh, snowman car. With a cone it for a nose. With a <laughs> cone of a for carrot, a nose, right? yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to remember the eyes. Were they tires or hubcaps, I think, were the eyes? Uh, I don't re- There's pictures online. I'm sure we can figure it out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they. I think, I, you know, Cars Land is, you know, and, and there's no there's no denying that it's it's becoming a draw. I mean, DCA is crowded all the time now, and everyone's going there. I mean, heck, I have a personal anecdote. We have, uh, my wife has a, uh, a cousin that lives in Colorado that made a trip to California specifically to go to take his two kids into Cars Land and California Adventure. They were here for four days, and that's, that was it. Mentioning that, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, he's never come here specifically to go to Disneyland, and this is the first time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think the area really looks good. I felt like there wasn't a lot to do though for such a large area uh, you've got your one big draw which and it's a draw my my daughter one of my daughters uh, she saved some money and bought her own California Select Pass the other day I'm like really you spent that much money when you can't go half two years because I don't want to go in the summer it's too busy I'm like okay uh, they waited 50 minutes the other day when they went in uh, midweek. Single rider is the only way to see that ride. Well, now, is there anything um, you would miss? I mean, 50 minutes, I didn't think it's that bad. No, no, 50 minutes is not that bad. But, but you know, and, the, and, and the queue waiting in there does have some, you know, interesting things to look at. It, it draws your attention to uh, help make the time go by fairly easy. Well, that, that's why. See, I've only been on it once, and we went in the the everybody's got an accessible pass pass line. Um, so we didn't really see a lot. I mean, am I missing something other than maybe a few photo opportunities of the, you know, the Cadillac range and uh, what, you got, in, you got in the, the queue room and you're yeah. asking about in the queue there, Greg. Yes. Okay. So you go through, uh, there's one room that's a, that's a bottle, like the bottle house and, and knots, you know, where all the, you actually go through that. Yes. Yeah, okay. and it, but they're all oil bottles. Yeah, it's really cool. And then what's the other one? Was it that had the uh, the st- radiator cap room? Oh, that's right. Okay, because it looks ready. like it's just all outside, so you do have a few swings through a building and correct, right? Until okay. you go up the ramp. Um. Oh, by the way, Richard, the eyes of the snowman car are lumps of coal. Twice okay. made it. the coal. That guy's a coal. Um. But the attraction itself, I. Uh, a lot of people gush over it. I think it's a it's a great combination of animatronic storytelling along with some thrill, a la Splash Mountain. Yeah, I, for all those uh, you know Disney World fanboys, 
we know who they are, who were lamenting the fact that ours goes a merely 40 or mere 40 or 45 miles an hour compared to their 60 miles an hour on test track. I don't really think you needed it, though it would have been nice to really open it up, but you're going kind of up and down. Uh, you know, one turn, it's not like opening it up on the, the small straightaway and turn in uh, test track, but I don't think you really needed it. And yes, there was a lot of, yeah, and you have to ride it more than once to see the two interactions before the race. And Where they course, change the car, yeah. I've only seen it once, and I hear the the other side where you get lifted up and have your tires change is kind of cool. That's not the side I saw. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know really what to expect. I knew there was going to be animatronics. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, not made by Disney. I, I remember, didn't we do a show when, about outsourcing a couple of years ago when there was a, an announcement that animatronics were going to be outsourced to, like, Japan or, or somewhere? And, uh, or, I, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay, well, I remember. Re- I vaguely remember that we talked about other companies yeah. other than was, Walt Disney Imagineering. Yeah, I was reading online how people were just outraged. Oh my God, I don't know. But, you know, after interviewing Rolly Crump, he talked about that's pretty much how they did a lot of things back in Walt's day. And once they opened Big Tahunga and started working on uh, Epcot cost just skyrocketed because they didn't outsource anything. And so now, like all those animatronics and um, Radiator Springs Racer is outsourced to a guy he's based out of San Diego I think he's, in fact, he's getting ready to uh, refurb the log ride at uh, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. So. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. But Cal me is one of those oh. people that wished, that wished uh, Radiator Springs Racers went just a little faster. Really? So you would like a little more not seeing animatronics and you get a bigger thrill out of it? No, 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 no. The the Just the, the racing part at the end, I think, is good. I, yeah. just went, I just wish it went a little bit faster. You know, it doesn't have to be test track 65 miles an hour faster because, I mean, look how long that straightaway is to get you up to that, right? Right, right. And you got that you got that 90, 270 turn. You know, you go straight for a bit and you do a 90 degree turn, then a 270 turn to come back. Uh, and that's where you bump it up. I just... I just wish the the takeoff maybe was a little faster, and then when you hit the turns, you know, then you know they slowly ramped you down. But I'm sure I know why the takeoff's not faster, and that's just you know. Now I have heard that, that attractions had some problems in the rain. Really? Which one? Racers. Which one are we talking about, Dukes? Well, I'm talking. Are you talking about racers or test track? No, racers in the has had problems in the okay. rain. Yeah. Um, Heck, the last time I was there at the I, be- beginning of December, it was uh, you know a wet couple days, and and the ride was running, and the next thing you know, they weren't. No one was. It wasn't running, and there was no one going on. And it was like off for like thirty minutes, and then it started running again. So, would you want to actually be in that in the rain? You're you're outside enough, slowly moving around. You you know, depending on the the level of the rain, you would be rather wet. No, I'm he- I'm hearing that the. Um, Attraction is having problems operating in the rain. Yes, yes. That um, I, there's, there's I have not slippery that. traction issues. Yeah, I've seen that online uh, from a few sources. Now, is that is that coming from what people are guessing, or is that coming from people that have actually gotten some it, information? It com- I have not heard anything about that. Comes from you know the people that don't, don't know anything, right? You know what they say: front <laughs> members don't know. Yeah. Now, because now, now we have had issues. I, I talked. I don't think we mentioned it on the show, but I uh, talked to you guys about the Matterhorn. 
with the new Matterhorn sleds have has problem in the rain. Uh, that ride's been destroyed. In uh, two, there's two or three points where it gets wet simply because of the attraction. Right, but the problem is, is the electronics that uh, they added to the sleds. Uh, the you got the little electronic. If you take a look at the back of the rear sled, there's a little electronic box up near the uh, top of the uh, seat rest, and they apparently did not make them weather tight. And they first realized this, then they were washing the sleds down when they first brought them on, that the water will seep into there and get the electronics wet, and it breaks down the sled. The When it goes through those pacer ponds, most of the time, it's that area stays dry. Now and then, it will get a little bit wet, but when it rains, it does mess up the uh, sleds. Okay, back to Cars Land. Uh, <laughs> That could be a whole nother show. And since, yeah, but since you said see, it, it, they ruined that attraction, I, I'd like to go down that road, but we're not over there right now. Yeah. We're in DCA. Would you say, you know, I told you I, I spend my Tuesdays in a smoke-filled man cave of cigar smoke and booze. One, sometimes one of the guy's daughters actually comes out and smokes cigars with us because sometimes she'll cook food for us and stuff. And it's a barbecue fest every time, too, which is, is something else. But she... Um, she thinks it's a teeny bopper attraction. She's probably in her early 20s. She, somebody asked her about it. She goes, well, you know, it's it's for, you know, 13, 14-year-olds. I didn't get that impression myself. I enjoyed but I enjoyed the movie. I don't look at it as a kiddie ride. I don't necessarily look at it as an adult ride. It seems to be, you know, a family ride. So I was a little put off by her her comment um maybe a little defensive but i i didn't get that as a, it was a um teeny bopper ride did you no, I, I i i didn't get it as in a teeny bopper ride it just might just be just the her age speaking out on that at the moment she's in that in-between area but i agree it, it's well, my, more of a family style ride my that, that age and she loves it or loves yeah. it. it was the first time she'd been on it and she she just thought it was really cool uh, but, you know, if you're not really into Pixar films and you're not into Disney stuff, maybe, yeah, it's not the big thrill you thought it might be. Yeah, or if you're one that uh, believes that it's not a ride unless you're screaming and the wind pressure is so great that your lips are flapping in the wind as you're going on that roller coaster, it's not going to do that for you. Like Mike said, it, it what is it? 40 miles an hour you were saying it's it's not quite that fast i could go for maybe a little bit of speed but i think it's just the right speed for my yeah i think it's supposed to be 40 or 45 yeah we know richard you don't like to get on good fast fun really <laughs> oh, no, well, I've, I've managed to enjoy a couple times when you white knuckled uh rather tame ride so then well okay there those memories i think they've done a good job in uh appealing to all segments of a typical Disney guest. You know, little, little kids, older yeah, your kids. Yeah, twins are... Can ten. they ride everything now? Yes, they can even drive Autopia without an adult present now. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were suffering from Sherry's jeans or they got... No. <laughs> um, so, okay, so they're tall enough to ride Radiator Spring. What is the height limit on Radiator Spring? 42 would be my guess. I believe that's correct. I don't have my... I, you know, I usually have... 
a couple extra of the uh, guidebooks right here, and I don't have any sitting on my desk. I just threw a bunch out. All right, well, let's get off. We I think we can all, you know, if we were to pull out a ticket book, we would see Radiator Springs Racers in the E section. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Let's go over to, you know. Oh, I was going to make one quick comment about that. About the, with your comments, but go ahead. Go Thank on. you very little. Uh, with Radiator Springs. One thing I did like about it with the uh, whole canyon and that, uh, with the desert look is it actually kind of creates a berm. We, we've talked about that in the past problem with the California Adventure that a lot of times you can see the outside world from within the park. You can see the Hilton Towers. You can uh, see other hotels in the in Catilla. This is a very nice large berm that when you come into the Cars Land area and for the most part if you go keep to the east side of a town towards the wharf and everything you don't see the outside world it blocks it blocks the view out very nicely i don't know if it's too big because you got it was, was your was your uh, headphones turned off when mike was mentioning that in the beginning i guess so <laughs> uh height requirement 40 inches you, 40 so it's a little um is that that's obviously not the lowest no oh it, for for you know an e-ticket i would say matterhorn used to be the shortest at 30 or Used 35. Yeah, no, they have upped it since they changed it. Have they? Well, okay, let's not go over there. Okay. Um, all right, so Luigi's... Flying tires. Luigi's long... Gosh. Waiting, queue, short ride, not worth it ride. Uh, luckily, again, now I've been told the queue's really cool. I don't know how cool it can be. I look inside it and I see, okay, you're in Luigi's little no, shop. No, it's not. The, it's okay. You know, the inside it's part's okay. okay Big effing deal. Now, we we went in the back with, you know, one of those cards. And we had to wait at least one or two turns before we even got the ride because there was already a special person waiting to to get on. And Richard and I rode on the same one. Eh, you know, it was hard to get any speed up. And when you did, it really wasn't that fast. And it was still when they had the ball, the, the uh, beach balls, which I understand are gone now. Yes. Yeah, they're long gone. And, uh, of course, you know, our friends who had the special pass, who had to be pushed off the ride, stopped way on the other side. It needs a homing device to just bring it home, uh, is what I think. It just was such a slow load. And it just... I don't know. Just I didn't think it was that fun. It's not really worth the money they spent, I don't believe, on the attraction. Now, one thing I was kind of questioning on, do you remember, I, I don't remember anything of the, outside of what I've seen in pictures of the original Flying Saucers. When they floated, was the fan part of the Flying Saucer and it created the air cushion, or was the air coming from the floor like Luigi's does now, where the air comes from the floor and just fills the cushion out of it? I'm pretty sure it was coming from the floor. Yeah, I'd say by the size of those, I mean, they were single-person ones. I would say definitely not in the the Flying Saucer, but don't know. I'm kind of wondering why um, why they went with such a large one. They could have you know, doubled the capacity by going to a single one rather than a, this, these large, laborious... My guess would be safety. The bigger and sturdier they are. It could be, but, you know, like, let's say, you know, Richard and I are pretty healthy guys, but, you know, if you lean the opposite ways, because, I mean, here's an attraction that you have to talk to the guy or gal with you, 
so you're in coordination of where you go, you know, it's, which I guess could make it fun, but, um, I don't know. I just, it wasn't, if I hadn't went in the back door, I would have been thinking, well, okay, I've wrote it once. I will never stand in this line again because yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I've written it three times and I'll never do it again. Once with, once with beach probably. balls, twice without. Okay. So you probably said that after the first one yet. You've been back twice. No, no, I didn't say I'll never write again after the first one. The first time was with beach balls, and then the next time we were walking by, and, and uh, there was, the line was short. It said like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, 20 minutes? What am I going to see Luigi's at 20 minutes again? So I'm going to hop on. Well, there was no hop on. <laughs> it said 20 minutes. They lied. It's one of the few times that they they you know they definitely underestimated. Well, and one then, of the nasty things about it is the queue is so well hidden. You take a look in the when you go into Luigi's store and it says, oh, like yeah, it says like twenty minutes from here, and you go, oh, okay, and you kind of walk through the store. You don't realize there's all this queue that's in the back. That's, yeah. that's not really hidden. All you gotta do is peek around the corner. Uh, it, so the the last time though, there was lots of you know special load requirements, and it just slowed it way the hell down. And at that point, I said, nope. No, yeah, all not, you not doing this again before you ever get in that line. But it'll it can constantly change. It's dynamic. Is look over there. You know, if there's three or four groups waiting to go in that one, just forget it because it's going to be twenty minutes just getting them back and forth. Sometimes it's just it's poorly poorly conceived attraction. Now that, I will, yeah, no, I will ahead. say that the you know Richards alluded to the queue theming, and you know Luigi's office is pretty cool, and there's some stuff on there that's. You know, you can, you know, DF out on and find some nice little nods to whatever, but. Sure, but it, that does not make up for an attraction that's subpar. Negative. You are right. You are correct. All right. So let's go over to Mater Tater's. Junkyard Jamboree. Whatever the. That's a fun ride. Is. Um, Especially I, when you get the right person you're sitting with. I guess I'm the downer person today. I thought, okay, it was, it was okay. Short. Uh, the funniest part of that is hearing, um, meter square dance calling. <laughs> no, 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 I was thinking uh, to hear, um, Larry, the cable guy do it in Spanish. <laughs> old, That's you know, Stacy or whatever the spiel is, uh, it, that sounded like a redneck, uh, Spanish <laughs> thing going. Uh, again, a line that took way too long for a very short, not that great of an experience. I mean, it was fun. It was kind of like the old Mexican hat whip thing at Knott's. I mean, it was okay. I mean, again, yeah. I think it was an interesting take on not uh, not take, but kind of like a. In the, do you remember the old scrambler? Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Didn't you ride the Knott's sombrero? whip thing or whatever they had or was that one just this uh, like a teacup there was one they had where you know you were no, no, there's, you, yeah, it's the mixed whip that kind of whips you around as it spins around. yeah you were in kind of look what looked like an omni mover and it was kind of pivoted so as the table turned it would whip it around oh i remember that yes yeah. yes it was more like that i'm sorry not the scrambler yes. yeah so yeah. i think the theme Theming looks really good. And now what I didn't know is there was a whole series of shorts with Mater. I have since found those on Netflix and watched. Mater's Tall Tales. My kids yeah. my kids tweaked to that pretty quick. Hey, most, that's, that's from Mater's Tall Tales. Like, what are them. you talking about? Yeah, most of the Mater's Tales are funny. But if you watch them back to back, they get really old quick because it's, 
you know, you're the one that hates formulas. But they're, what are they? Two minutes? Are they two minutes? They they tell they do a whole thing in like two minutes. Yeah, something like that. What you but, talk you know, about? You were there too. No, I yeah, wasn't. That's right. When you watch them over, you know, all back to back, that whole little repetitive thing gets old really quick. And then, did you see that they made a Mater's Tall Tale just for Radiator Springs Racers? Did you see that one? I don't think that was on the list of those. Yeah, they 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 showed it on television after they they showed Cars Land. Not Cars Land, Cars or Cars 2 on TV. Cars 2. And at the end of it, they showed the Mater's Tall Tale that told the story of Radiator Springs racers. Like Stanley, you know. Well, uh, Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs. But but it was all full of Radiator Springs, Cars Land stuff. You're talking about the time travel one. Yes, yes. And that's what what they've been showing since uh, opening day over at Blue Sky Cellar. Wait, is that... um... Is that the one with the um, flying saucer? No, it's no. not the one with the flying saucer. It's uh, Mater's time traveling with McQueen, and he shows how Stanley finds Radiator Springs, and the spring he finds is the one you walk by in the queue for Radiator Springs Racers. Right, um, and how he and Lizzie get hooked up Liz- together. Yes, and then and then at the end, the the place they're staying, their rooms are in the attraction. And that uh, the cavern with the made out of uh, tail cone lights or whatever is in the attraction, so it's it's a setup for the for the ride. I see. Yeah. That that's yeah, that's the one that they've been showing inside Blue Sky Cellar. There. So. Do you want hey. to talk about? Uh, did you eat when you were in there, Greg? Your uh, one trip? Um, no, we did not. Uh, I, I like flows. Flows taste flows, good. Flows is all right. I um we eat there. I think the key there is finding a good spot to sit. If you find a good spot to sit, that you know, uh, you have a good view of the immersive berm, as Richard wants to call yeah, it. They, then and, and, and a, they have a lot, they have a lot of seating in that place. A lot more than you think when you first look at yeah, it. Yeah, because it's attached to the the like Doc Hospital, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, while you were talking, I was trying to look up Mater's Tall Tales here on uh, Netflix to see if that one was on there. No, you know, I didn't. It's funny when you bring up food, and, and I have to somewhat digress and go off on a little bit of a tangent. I Because I'm a former Knott's employee, I'm in a Knott's. He's going to go on that 30-year-old story of his again. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Or I don't even know what you're talking about, but it's... it's um, I mean, I'm in a Knott's LinkedIn group, and some guy – first, the, the post started off about how they were changing the log ride. Okay, great. And I – after a while, this, this guy's just going on about Knott's like it's the greatest place on earth. And I finally said, whoa, you know, Cedar Fair has destroyed the place. You know, it's – it's and the food is horrible. And he comes back, and he's going on about, oh, the they there's a new program. They're, they're, you know, you eat at uh, – Ghost Town Grill, it is better than anything Disney has to offer. Okay, so now my hackles are, you know, kind of going. Because at one time, it was. It was rated the number one theme park, you know, number one food and theme parks in the country back in the day when I worked there. But That's it, what I had to listen to all the time when I was working fast food at Disney and he was working fast food it, at Knott's. He had to keep telling me how much, how his keeps getting rated better than mine. <laughs> well, and I still think the hamburgers at Disneyland suck. Oh, yeah. But... The Knott's ones were really good. But, and then, so I finally called the guy a fanboy, and he goes, like, that's harsh. 
I'm going to listen to you. You know, you, and, and, and so I talked to my brother-in-law who works in foods, has worked for like 25 years at Knott's or almost 30. Um, and, uh, and I asked him, I says, what's this new program? You know, they've, they've improved all the food and all that. And he's like, he started laughing. He says, no. Uh, they are now making sure that all the restaurants are open because one of my complaints when I took Aussie John there, there, there were two restaurants open, Sutter's and Johnny Rockets. Sutter's is a walk-up. You know, Ghost Town Grill might have been open. The last time I was there, it was so bad. I'm like, it's not even worth going there. So he's going on and on. Then, you know, he responds, well, he, you know, he's probably uh, uh, just an old employee who doesn't like anything and any changes and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is... Let's hope Knott's is adding some new attractions and uh, taking some things out. Let's hope it gets better, but everything... Oh, no, the last new attraction at Knott's got stuck. Yeah, it still is. 17 stories up in the air. It's still not operating, so... Yeah, really? It, 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 yeah. And for, wow. what, for what my brother-in-law was saying, they have that attraction at, at least one other uh, Cedar Fairs. It's having troubles, too. But I was talking to a guy at Disney that it still has contacts at Knott's, and they're, he says, according to his sources... Serious talk that they're going to take it down. Yeah. Now, granted, Ooh, now, get out the cutting torches. Get the, well, okay. The guy, like I said, the guy that did Cars Land is now going to do the log ride. And it's rumored that when the log ride is done, he's going to do the mine train. He's also the one that built, and I hate this name, Murphy. Oh, uh, uh, the dragon. The dragon, which we know had trouble when it first opened. Uh, but, anyways, the. Because you were talking about food, and I've heard nothing but good things about the food and. Uh, in Cars Land, and this Flo's place and stuff, and I so I just had to bring that up because any any of our listeners who's been to Knotts recently, I'd like to know because uh, according to my brother-in-law who works in in foods and um, more than a you know counter capacity, says there is no changes other than we're keeping them keeping all the the places open when the park is open. That's just you know they they don't want it to look like half the stuff is closed, uh, which is I think is a is a great thing. Well, the only the only place I've eaten in Cars Land is Flo's. I have not tried anything at Fillmore's. I've not tried. I think I had an ice cream cone from the Cozy Cone snack place. I've had the churros and the popcorn over at Cozy Cone. So you didn't go to the health food bar at the uh... Fillmore's? No. Fillmore's? No. Yeah. No. No. Well, okay, Fillmore's. It's a it's a fruit stand. You have fruit. <laughs> you have some juices. I mean, it's like you can go to any other fruit stand in Disneyland on Main Street or Critter Country or wherever, get a banana, get an apple. That's I understand, but, you know, it's it's because he's the, the hippie. It's the... It's yes, it's theme, uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But Health food. <laughs> um, the, I got to say, when I was at Cozy Cone, it was interesting because they don't serve you a churro 16 inches. It's all cut up and put into one of their little cones, and you can get dipping sauces with it. Now, wasn't this was it Michael Eisner's idea years ago? I, was it was we were talking about this on uh, uh, that other program that we occasionally appear on, and, and I think one of them was mentioning this was like was an Eisner idea that you know you that way you, you know you, you got a hand free and you can eat everything out of a cone. This is like a resurgence or bringing back of an old idea that they had in Florida for a while. I don't know. Uh. It, it might be when they when they were explaining it to uh, us during the uh, cast member previews. They were just uh, associating it as, well, you're at the cozy cone, so everything has to be in a cone. I mean, that was their whole. Well, I, underst- I understand that's shtick going out. through there. It's 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 an idea that's been used in Florida before, and I guess either it didn't go over well or it ran its 
it's coarse. Now, what yeah. was it like eating out of? Oh, now, so you hand picked it out of a cone, or is it wrapped up so you you munch out of the cone? What's the deal? You, you it's a little paper cone, and you just hand pick out of the cone. Oh, okay. Actually, uh, the popcorn's the a, same way, but a, they they have flavored popcorn though. It might be a neater, you know, uh, a more neat way to eat a churro because yeah. it's not flaking all over the place, eating it in little bites. Uh, in fact, that, that's kind of a good explanation. The same little uh, popcorn scoops that you would get popcorn in, in one of the wagons, that's about the same exact thing, except it's orange and in the shape of a cone, and that's what you got your stuff in. Hmm. Now, uh, now we can't, I guess, no, we're not out of cars. I wanted to mention Ghirardelli's, which I thought was kind of a cool little place, but it's not in Cars Land. So, it's right next door. We've kind of touched all of Cars Land. They spent all this money, and it looks great. But there's really very little to do unless you're going to – to me, those Luigi's and Mater's are Fantasyland sea tickets that I'm either going to ride with my kid or I'm not going to ride. Yeah, I, would, I, I, would I wouldn't even give Luigi's that much. I think I – think, Ooh, would you put it down for a B with the no, horse carriages? No, no. It's it's you know if you want to equate it to to ticket time, it's it's a C ticket for sure. Maybe oh, even a D. Maybe even a C D. On, I would go definitely D on on uh, Mater's a C on Luigi's. You've got to be kidding. No, because because Mater's is fun. Mater's goes it, and, and it, now did we mention that unlike. Luigi's Mater's actually does have two floors, so they can work one side and the other side back and forth, and they're loading it twice. You know, well, it may load twice as fast, but we still. I think wait. they. I think they run them both at the same time. They they've been when I've watched them, they tend to run them at the same time, but they have the capability of being able to run them independent. And, and, and right and now, one side is already torn back out. I said yeah. one could go down and the other could keep operating. There, you know, they don't have. Yeah. But they, the, I was there, and we were with Jeff and all that. I we probably waited forty minutes for that ride. I'm sorry, it's not a forty minute wait for me. Uh, I never waited that long there. Uh, you were not, not for meters. Yeah, you were with me. We stood at least forty minutes. It didn't seem that long. Well, it's because you were talking. You had great company. But <laughs> we were definitely there, uh, forty minutes. Now let, let me. Well, what I was going to say is, uh, meters. They've already had to take out one of their. They have to replace the floors. They, they've been having some problems. Yeah, the paint's the peeling up so on them. So the one side, they've already removed all the vehicles, and there's a big tent over the one side of it. And as soon as they get that done, they're going to do the other side. Seems to me like paint peeling works with meters. Yeah. It's not paint peeling. It's actually the floor is delaminating. So you're getting shards that are sticking up here right now. Which will plug stuff up and cause jams or whatnot. I'm going to ask you something, Mike, because you're equating fun to a certain type of ticketed attraction. Would you put Mater's at a teacup level? It's a fun. It spins. Th- to me, I would equate it to a teacup, and teacup would be a C. Yeah, I guess so. I, I just, you know... <sighs> yeah, you, you know what? It's probably, it's probably a more accurate, because, you know, D, D, what does D indicate? A little bit higher level of thrill and... and a little bit... I think some things were a D for a while. They might have been E, but then they were a D for a while, I think. Um, I... I would equate it more towards Roger Rabbit, which has a few more elements. It has a few more elements wait, 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 wait. in so much as Mater in the calling. No, no. The, the I, oh, oh, come on. No, no. Roger Rabbit's a dark ride. Yeah. 
Roger. No, dark rides. Was, I, well, it is geez. dark ride, but it, it it's basically a teacup that travels through the attraction. What? Yes, because you can spin it. Whoa, 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 I see whoa. where I see where he's getting that. He's in Rogers. Yes, that. yes, right. yes. But still, it's it goes through an attraction. This one is just you sit there and listen to his, <laughs> his little comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, no, it's, it's it's a teacup. It's a teacup. Period. Sure. No more less. No, I I I. I Disagree. I say there's a couple more elements added into it that what? makes it a little bit more than just a teacup. What? Well, you can, you can get in and out of it easier. I know that. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> and, and, you, and, you, and you don't get turned green when you're trying to get off of it. <laughs> um, okay, the, you still haven't come- but you, you're changing directions on the floor, on the, the change of directions on the turntables, because you got the four separate turntables that are turn going in opposing directions. Too. You're not you're not convincing me that's got anything. Uh, okay, we don't, don't have, have to. The, 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 you don't, but I'm just trying to say. You, I have my opinion, so there. You would give it a D ticket. Well, I would give it a D ticket. Uh, no. well. Would give me an example of a D ticket so I can maybe change maybe you change my mind back. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait, do I have any? Well, would you ticket books here? They're no, they're all packed away. I'm trying to see if I have anything that would list. What a ticket well, was back then. I, I think Greg gave a good example. Teacups was a C ticket. Okay. Would you say that going on Mater's was a little bit more interesting than going on the teacups? I think it is. Yes. Would, would you would you would you pay the extra Would you pay the extra little bit to go on Mater's rather than go on the teacups? Probably because it's. I think it's themed a little more. It's got a little more detail theming, and it's in a brand new area. And it's a brand new attraction. Therefore, that's got more excitement with it. I rest my case. You know, but you know, Greg, you, you know, you say there's not much to do in Carsland, but it's it's a small place. Um, I think what kind of hurts them is that their e-ticket takes up a lot of real estate. Luigi's takes up a lot of real estate. Um, but they, I oh, think, no, I think they did a good job of of putting building a place that transports you into that film, and nothing can can't, and it's hard to argue with the. The damn increase in attendance of the place because oh, no, no, no. Of the, it's it's more than Carsland. though. it's I, some people are. Well, in, Buena Vista Street has a lot to do with it. I'm sure. Yeah, I, but don't get it's beautiful. Okay, there are some minor detailing issues, but the place looks great. I'm just saying, you walk in. To me, it's it's a one traction area, a one attraction area, and the rest of it's food or shops, because the other two attractions are disappointments to me. Yeah, they <laughs> okay. were similar. Okay, the D ticket, the railroad, was a D ticket. Rocket to the Moon was a D ticket. The Rainbow Cavern, my Rocket to the Moon, I would definitely say it's a D ticket. Uh, Nature's Wonderland D ticket. Keep going. Okay, the uh, okay, so yeah, Nature's Wonderland Mine Train, uh, Rainbow Ridge uh, Pack Mules, the Stagecoaches, Mark Twain, Tom Sawyer Island. Uh, the Indian War Canoes and Jungle Cruise or D tickets. See, you know, they all, they all have some sort of immersiveness. And, uh, Mater's does not. No, he doesn't. That. No. It's a seat. It's a I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a seat ticket because Fantasyland is a group of seat tickets that people love. I mean, some of those seat tickets are very long lines. Uh, and I won't write them a lot, but I write them occasionally, and they're usually with you know, DFs that want to go on it. But when I'm there by myself or there with the wife, probably not. It's just not something we do. Uh, talking about Peter Pan? Yeah. Any, any of them over there. 
Peter Pan is the one that keeps the, the really long line. Toad, Toad does a pretty good. If I'm going to write anything, I'll probably write Toad. I've, I've always liked Toad from a kid. Probably the whole thing of driving your car. Um, uh, Drive like hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, your seat tickets were like um, the keelboats were a seat ticket. The uh, Atopia, Dumbo, Tea Party. Okay, when you when you put it like the Atopia and the keelboats being seat tickets, okay, then I can go with the seat ticket. But I don't know. I I think I would still go with Avent- the adventure. Ticket. Maybe just because it's so new. Right I think now. I think it's adventure. suffering from attraction inflation. Adventure through inner space. Was a C ticket. What? Here's really? yeah. Here's yeah. something that changed though. Remember what what I said a second ago. Rocket to the moon was a D, right? Yes. By this yeah. time, Mission to Mars is a C. As I checked this so other interesting. Yeah, in fact, I saw something uh, that jumped out at me showing uh, what was it? Um, uh, something changed from a. D to, oh, here's a, a ticket book that shows Jungle Cruise and an E where the last ticket I showed you or said was Jungle Cruise is a D. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up because I happen to be glancing at uh, Imagineering My Way before we came on. Yes, I was taking a little look at research, mm-hmm. and I was looking at your uh, tickets that you had on display for your uh, oh, opinions yeah. on different areas. And I happen to notice the e-ticket mentioned Jungle Cruise. On. Well, this e-ticket that I'm looking at also mentions the mine train, pack mules, and trains as an e. Yet the other ticket book, maybe that was before there was an e-ticket. I was going to say the e-ticket didn't come into being until '59 with the uh, Matterhorn and Monorail. Yeah, because the Matterhorn is on this one e-ticket, so it's possible that some of those got upgraded. But still, when you look at the class of what goes. With the C, that it's still because even at a B, the Astro Jets—that's probably those original Astro Jets—is mm-hmm. B. Sleeping Beauties is a D. The Mickey Mouse Club Theater, Casey Junior, Midget Utopia, Motorboats—those are all Bs. So, given Mater's a C, I think is a compliment. <laughs> it's not a D. Uh, no. I still think a D. Well, you my opinion, it's the only one that counts. So, what can I say? You also eat cold pizza, so, you no. know. It's... Nothing wrong with cold pizza if it's tasty. Ugh. All right. Um, oh, since we did, I did say a little bit about Ghirardelli's. That was kind of a nice change, though I, I do miss getting my free uh, tortilla. Uh, it was nice to get a free chocolate. Are they still doing that? Yes. Yes. That, uh, that is... of... I'm sorry, go ahead, Greg. No, I just said that's kind of cool, getting your little free sample. I was going to say one of the things that's one of the secrets about Ghirardelli's. Uh, Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli's, whatever. Uh, the one thing I always remember, that when uh, I visited San Francisco as a wee youngster way back when, that was where I had my first chocolate soda, was up in San Francisco at the real Ghirardelli's. And I wanted it, when they put it in there, I was looking forward to having chocolate sodas. It's not on the menu. However... You can order one, and they'll make one up for you. So, for any of you that ever wants to have a try out a chocolate soda, and they are good, chocolate ice cream soda. Not on the menu, but they will or, they will make things up that, uh, if you remember from any of the other things there, even it's even though it's not on the menu, they'll still make them. Okay, that's a good tip. All right, so are we done with Cars Land? You think? 
Yeah, I think we've we've covered it. Um, like I say, I, just the one attraction was enough to get me there, and, and it looks great. I was just you know a little little disappointed in, in the other two. I was hoping that you know the the tire thing would be better than it was. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of hoping for that, but mm, whatever. Yeah, right. Well, if this is any indication of where the park will, in any of the parks will go with future expansions, that's good. If it's just to make up for what they thought this park was lacking, then that's too bad. <laughs> All right. So, uh, see what I sent you? Uh, yes. I was just about to comment on that. Do you want to, should we tease the next thing? No, I think we should try to get into the one thing now and then the one that Richard sent us we can put off to the following. Okay. Just because the other one is probably more topical right now. Okay. So you saw that uh, in the Skype window I sent you a link to a New York Times article. Not an Orlando Sentinel article. Not an Orange County Register article. Not the typical news organs for Disney stuff, but the New York Times. And they're talking about the my Magic Plus uh, RFID wristband thing that they're calling part of the Next Gen project. Did you guys read it? I've read most yes. of it because you had sent it to me before. Or I'd seen it at some other time. Um, so yes, the so, Mark Beast has come to Disney. <laughs> I wouldn't so, quite put it. No, there. I wouldn't call it that either. <laughs> so that, that's where the controversy is, right? Is that um, those who are Dismayed by this are those who don't want information about them collected, uh, and you know the the technologist in me thinks this stuff is pretty cool. The Disney fan in me thinks this stuff is pretty cool, but the egalitarian in me thinks this is going to lead us down to a path. If you can pay, you get a different experience, and if you don't pay, so this isn't just this isn't for everybody who buys a ticket. This is just for those who buy this particular way. Well, at this point, it. I think it's all in test by invitation. Okay, those that want to do it, can do yes, it. but you know, but it it is something that the company is leaning towards for possibly engaging for the future. Well, you know, they, they um, if they wanted to now, I'm sure they could already just with your your magic your way ticket or whatever it's called get a fair amount of information of how you're jumping around and you know people who already charge for their rooms with those cards there's a fair amount of information they get from there what they're not doing is they're not tracking those cards with with rfdis in them rfid rfid in them they could dude you know here's my thing the people that are that are dismayed that oh my gosh they're collecting my information they take your fingerprint Every time you go through the friggin' turnstile. From what I'm told, there is far less information there than a fingerprint, but enough to make your ID. Uh, well, make your ID what? To, to, to make you different from the next one, but it's not a true. No, no. I, I take it to FBI fingerprint. Like a CODIS That's fingerprint that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 biometrics. It's it's what Disneyland is doing now when you're using a multi-day ticket is they're taking your picture 
when you first use the picture ticket at Disneyland, so that when you try to use it on day two, three, four, five, it's not the same as a fingerprint. No, and and the- no, it's 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 about it, it's not a full fingerprint. It's just enough to be able to ID that if somebody else tries to really? use that multi-day pass, a picture of a face is not a fingerprint. But it, but the fi- but it's not a full fingerprint. The the point is that the it, the same end result, right? Someone, well, same, someone that's not you can't use the, the multi-day ticket. Right. It's just enough biometric information to be able to differentiate if somebody else was trying to use but your did, pass. did Disney World start the biometric thing as a way to thwart people selling their extra time on multi-day tickets? Where did I that come from? It, I think it was to get rid of people taking tickets. When Yeah, see. When, I, but you still have to have someone standing there well, manning the thing that I, when you put your finger on it five and times, it, it don't work. Not Wait. many. And they're not in all the park. The last time I was there, it was only in. Um, let's see, where was it still left? It was not at Magic. Was it at? It was at Epcot. No, what? No. what? The biometrics. It wasn't. Okay. I only had to stick my finger in at a couple of places. And then they had the one that split your fingers like a Spock. You know, live long and prosper. And then there was one where you just stuck one finger on. I think. And by the way, the picture of you is not considered biometric. No, it's just a way of. I, no, I'm saying that that's what they refer to over at Florida. The biometrics that are on there. You got to remember, biometric that's means why, why I said picture Disneyland. No, but you said it's the same thing. It's just not a full. No, listen, biometric is machine readable. You know, biological data. It's machine readable. That's what makes it biometric. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, on the, I'm years just looked up biometrics. That's why I'm asking. But, but a picture years ago when Greg is, was still chasing. Go ahead. Years ago when Greg, Greg, say, when Greg was still chasing after Chinese tour groups that were using multi-day passes for multiple different tour God, groups. God, those were fun days. Yeah, um, <laughs> and scratching the wax off of China the <laughs> The we we had some WDI people that were talking about it, and they were talking about the finger thingy over in Florida because that was, he led me to believe that that was the reason that they were using the biometrics in Florida was to prevent people from using passes illegally. I remember when I went there uh, as a cast member and they wanted my biometrics being used on my ID and it's like well the Disneyland IDs don't correspond. It doesn't work that way. And they were all baffled on how to make it work and I had, had to wait to get somebody to a lead that understood the difference between the two IDs. So that was what they led me to believe was that was the intention back then when they installed them was to prevent people from using, you know, get a multi-day pass at a discount and then, you know, give it to your friend so that they can come back in with the discounted ticket. Well, all right. Well, this RFID thing, I think, is less about um, controlling fraud, ticket fraud, and more about Disney trying to amp, ramp up your experience inside their parks. It, well, it, it's also kind of a way of um, doing what every other online service that you go to does to you is track what you do. You know, if, if you have a free email, it's guaranteed that that service is scanning your email, looking for information to send you junk mail. They sell it. Disney's doing the same thing, but they're not selling it. They're using it to market and take more dollars out of your part, pocket so they can figure out what you're doing, where you're going, where the, the you know, the park is more heavily used, how to, you know, they're using, they're, they're mining the data for a lot of things. Yeah, and, and, and I, wonder, I wonder how many people 
who are up in arms about this use supermarket reward programs. Wait, well, now, use, how, why do you think people are up in arms about it? Well, because, that's according to the New York Times. So that, Got to remember that's the New York. Sure, Times. sure, but uh, let's see. Uh, if I can find the the sentence in here. Well, one thing that they, that they said in there that is absolutely incorrect was that they are getting credit card information off of you by using this. The only credit card information they have is the one that you actually use to put your room and be able to charge things to. Because they have to have a credit card to charge things to. They're just not automatically going to charge things to your room without having a credit card. But they're not getting any other credit card information from you that they wouldn't normally get anyways. All right. Let me read a couple paragraphs here. First, I'll read the one about the concern. Disney is aware of potential privacy concerns, especially regarding children. The plan, which comes as the federal government is trying to strengthen online privacy protections, could be troublesome for a company that some consumers worry is already too controlling. You know, so the idea is that, you know, your kid's wearing a wristband and goes up to say hi to Cinderella, and Cinderella says, hi, whatever your name is, happy birthday to you, because she's got some implant that tells her, you know, (laughs) know, the information contained in the RFID tag of the kid. I don't think they're quite... At that point, yeah, that no. would, to be in, but you know that would be cool. But if it instantly worked that quick, that could be kind of cool because what kind of a guest experience would that be? Yeah, they know who you are as you arrive. But um... here, yeah. here's the one thing. Here's the one thing that runs through my mind continuously. <laughs> you guys go to you guys go to Florida. You're staying in the bubble. You're staying at one of the rooms. What do you get day one? You get your card. That is your room key. It is your passport that goes into the park. It's what you use to charge things to your room. It's what you use to get your fast pass. So if the company you is use that. See, if you, okay, could you could stay at the hotel and have bought tickets elsewhere? Correct. And not use that system. You can convert them okay. though. You, you can't. Can, yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you don't have to do that. It could simply be a room key. You're right. And yes. I'm sure there are those that people that there are those people that want to use it just as room key. But myself, when I'm there, I'm using it for everything. Would except you? of course Yeah, it's a convenience. And that's what it comes down to. It's becoming a convenience for the for the guest that's using it. And is the company going to mine information of it? Heck yeah. They oh, want yes. to know they, what they people already are attracted to and what the, Yeah, they're already doing it because they want to know what people are going for and what they like and what they don't like. And that's what the, that's what's going to change things in the company for hopefully a uh, better experience for the guests, but something that is going to make the company more money because they're going to get more return visits. All right. Let me, let me read you three more paragraphs that kind okay. of highlight what this is about if there's people listening who have no idea. So Disney World guests, obviously this is all Disney World, by the way. Disneyland is not doing any next-gen stuff that I know of at this point. Disney World guests currently plod through entrance turnstiles, redeeming paper tickets, and then decide what to ride. Food and merchandise are bought with cash or credit cards. Disney hotel key cards can also be used to charge items. People race to fast-pass kiosks, which dispense a limited number of free line-skipping tickets. But But gridlock quickly sets in, and most people wait and wait. In contrast, the My Magic Plus will allow users of a new website and app called My Disney Experience to pre-select three fast passes before they leave home for rides or VIP seating for parades, fireworks, and character meet and greets. Orlando-bound guests can also pre-register for RFID bracelets. These so-called magic bands will function as a room key 
park ticket, fast pass, and credit card. And then it goes on to talk about how the uh, the the kid waiting for the character the character can say uh, greet him by name. And then, oh, and then data will also be used to make waiting for rides called scene ones in Disney parlance. I never heard them called scene ones before. Have you? The Q area called scene one. Less of a drag. A new Magic Kingdom ride called Under the Sea, for instance, features a robotic version of Scuttle the Gull from Little Mermaid that will able to chit chat with magic band wearers. That goes kind of on to your thought of if they have the information, they can talk to you by name. It goes from cool, look at that talking bird, to wow, amazing, that bird is talking directly to me. Well, I wonder if it, okay, I could see how they could do it with, you know, something like that was done on the E.T. ride. Though, you know, you registered as you walked through and somehow it was timed to when you got in. So hopefully they said the right name and we used to always try to screw it up and give some wacky name. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so with the with the bird, I guess the... the uh, Mermaid ride there will have a Barker bird of some type, sort of like. Uh, uh, well, it already does. Sort of like it, pirates used to have. You mean? Well, no, no. I was thinking more like the uh, the Spud in front of the Toy Story ride. Like our, oh, our yes. doesn't have a bird talking to us in line, but then it's, there's never a line. So why would you need one? Uh, I could kind of get how electronically you could send that information. That digitally then will go into something, but then again, how? What do you do when you you've got you know some guy from the Middle East with a? <laughs> You're thick, saying the same thing. I think. Big, well, one some, thing is some that name sounds, that's hard to. But, but let's say if it's a princess, they got to pipe something into her ear quickly, right? So <laughs> or no, she can have a it, part of her set could have a screen there that prints some of the stuff up that she can see. Okay, as you're coming, that's out of your view yeah behind your head or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are just walking around in the park. They don't have that. No, no, There's you got an awful lot of meet and greets. Well, I know. And that's what they're talking about is the meet and greets, not the characters you're going to meet in the park. We're talking about going to, like, the Princess Fantasy Fair. We're going to, like, okay. Pooh Corner. We're going to the meet and greets. Because I've seen some of those meet and greets, and currently there aren't really a setup for them to have a screen. So now they're going to be well, sitting, sitting, sitting behind some uh, computer technology as a kid walks up. No, no, the, the, there's like a screen behind, okay, think about, it. you walk in the room, you're looking at the character. Well, behind you on the wall, above you, that you don't turn around and look back and see, is a screen that's going to print out or read out what it reads off your tag. Here, okay. this this family is or named... There, there, there could be dozens of different ways of how Okay, they, okay, I, I, the only thing I can quickly compare that to would be like, the Mickey meet and greet in Toontown, because it's probably the only one I've been in that's kind of in a room. Even the 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 fairies over in Fairyland by um, Pixie, Pixie Hollow. You know, it currently doesn't really. I see, was, maybe you could hang something up there or something. Okay, but then again, you gotta understand they're never they've never been designed for it. This is something new that's coming through. So if this is something that uh, people tend to enjoy. Then they would redesign and rebuild to be able to allow for. Yeah, it. I can see how maybe they could. I, you know, the, it, the Princess Fantasy Fair when it was up at Fantasyland Theater was just this little walk-through corridor. Yeah. Well, now they're rebuilding this whole new thing where Plaza Gardens used to be. I'm not. I, I've I've walked through the area. I've seen the the concept drawings. It doesn't look too much different from what they had up at Fantasyland Theater, but you never know. They're, they could always throw those extra little tidbits in there. I don't think they're going to throw this into it at Disneyland because they're still experimenting with it in Florida. But I can picture something like this in the future. 
I, it, when you put it that way, I can see how maybe in those instances, yeah, when you were saying, I, I'm thinking of like, you know, the princess standing in front of the castle. That's going to be a little tough. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, and, you, and, you, and you're getting so little of that. In fact, that was a con- that was a con- conversation I had with a friend of mine over in entertainment to where the there, there's the two things, there's the two thoughts that they have with characters. One is you have the meet and greet, so everybody has an opportunity to go see the character. Everybody has an opportunity to go see Winnie the Pooh because you got this photo location that Pooh is always going to be there, and you can stand in line and get to see Winnie the Pooh. Or there's the thought that Winnie the Pooh should be out in the land wandering around playing so that he can interact with the kids and play, but then people don't get a chance to get their autographs and pictures the way they would like to if they were doing the meet and greet. The company is really pushing on to the meet and greet right now with the with all the stand-in spots where uh, you're not going to see the characters out in the lands like you used, like we did when we were kids. You're going to see them standing in queues, getting and seeing the meet and greets, seeing the princesses at the Princess Fantasphere and those type of things. You know this sounds like when they... No, I'm not going to do that because then you'll chalk it up to a political thing. But, you know, (laughs) I think we're addressing the wrong issue, you know. But uh, the things that the Stitch Stitch Kingdom, I guess, must be some online uh, fan thing. Uh, Because they're talking to people who one says, oh, I think it's, you know, this. I know this kind of technology is making its way into every facet of life, but it still makes me creeped out yet the other person from the same site says i think it sounds awesome as far as big brother watching over us in the park anyone worried about real privacy wouldn't be wandering out around a theme park full of security cameras and that's and that's very true it, it's you know you are in a very controlled environment and it's meant to be a very controlled environment. but i think some people also over overthink how much of those security cameras are around and what some of those cameras are actually pointing at, not really security cameras. You know, it's like, I don't know yeah. how many years people were just sure that there were cameras in the Haunted Mansion, and there wasn't for 10 or 20 years. I mean, they didn't even come into when I was there. When I first started, there were no security cameras in the mansion, and then they came into the mansion. So the people make a lot of assumptions that there's a lot of technology that's not around the park. But they have people stationed inside the attraction. Yes, they did. They so which, you know, they didn't have cameras. They had human, you know, security sure. going on. But, but you know, a lot of attractions had nothing. But, and, but people make sure. a big assumption and they, they think uh, of their... You, yeah, you'd see one or two cameras and assume they're also in other places where you don't see them. Yeah, it's, but, it's a great, it's a great uh, deterrence for some. They think, oh, God, everybody's watching me. But here's, here's where it comes down to a nutshell here, is people can choose not to do this. People can, because... From what Mike just read, you have to pre-register this ahead of time before you get to Florida so that this stuff is waiting for you. If you choose not to pre-register it, it's not going to be there. It's the you, you, slope, though, I think what people are – if well, this goes over so well, they're expecting this to – every ticket is a is a wristband. No, no. But how about, how about token, this? How about this? You choose not to, and your experience is degraded because of that. Everyone else that's who's your choice. Yeah, but everyone else who's got the wristband, okay. they get... That, okay, but let, that, that goes down to, let's say, let's take a park like Universal. You can buy a front-of-the-line pass. Is that really any different than a fast pass? I think, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, no, the front-of-the-line pass is a money, one, right. and two, it lasts all day long. So you, you just go to the front line of whatever attraction you want to ride. But let's, let's, let's still use that as an example. If everybody purchases that, 
it defeats the purpose. Correct. Right? But no one. <laughs> there's okay, people so, who don't. There's gonna, people that have, that that's their. They have a threshold for that. Oh yeah, oh, it's worth an extra sixty bucks a person to go to the front of the line because my time here is limited. You know or, what? It would be far more uh, worth it for me at a Disney park than a Universal park because, sure. quite frankly, again, we're addressing the wrong issue with why people are standing in line. Because uh, so but, many of them. Well, there's so many people. There's so little things to do compared to when there were far fewer people in these parks that really are really about the same size with the same amount of attractions as they were 20, 30 years ago with far more people coming through the gates. But um, again, you know, if this is a test, I have a feeling this will become your magic way ticket. If you're coming to a park uh, or on property uh, location. But here's the thing. I already brought up the whole thing with Disneyland and, and, Disney World, and I'm assuming the other Disney resorts are going to be similar because I know the ships are the same way. You get your you get your room key card. You can use that to charge. You can use that for fast passes. You get that for ticket. Some people choose not to. They use it only as a room key, and they get tickets otherwise, or how they pay cash for for their fast food and their churro. It all comes with the one cost, right, Mike? What about third of charge on a ship? No, booze isn't free. Arcades okay. aren't free. Really? So Whatever you buy but, in the but, store. But, like, I forgot to take is, black socks with me. They don't charge for the room? <laughs> they can charge the room. But you said, what is there to buy? I don't, well, I'm we're asking the, the only one that's been on the ship. Because you said this applied to the, the ship earlier. Yes, it does apply to the ship. But, you know, you asked me, what can you what do you need to buy on the ship? And I'm giving you examples of things you buy, things that are not included souvenirs. on your... Souvenirs. Yeah, souvenirs. Souvenirs, uh, programs, photos. Booze. Uh, Booze, um, your bingo, your excursions, your shore excursions. Score, shore excursions. And, you charge yeah, all you that to your room. Okay, because uh, I had a friend that went on a cruise. They didn't realize until the last day that on the cruise, it wasn't a Disney cruise, that well, they had been avoiding some things because they thought it cost extra. It was all inclusive. Right. Well, then, you know. Let's get back to the park. You can choose to use that card to go buy your churro and go buy your meals and everything and even if you get the meal plans that's still attached to your account with your room and everything and this is no different it's just another way of getting of using a new tool to do the same thing get the same experiences in a it's, new it's, no it's way. not exactly the same i think it's very similar but they're now able to track you in a much different way than they were before which how? i don't think they have any nefarious how you know, you let's say let's say it's me, and they notice out of a seven day trip to Walt Disney World in Florida, I visit the Magic Kingdom once, I visit Animal Kingdom twice, and I visit Epcot four times. Okay. So, so now they know that I like Epcot. So then, so maybe okay, they start when, they start they sending me the stuff. Same information if you're using that same card getting into the parks because that's that, your card. That's your ticket to the parks, right? Yes, they know that. I have no problem with them knowing that. Okay. I, you know, I'm one of the I'm one of the ones that think this is actually pretty cool, and that, and that you know, from a but they also know forget they also know uh, some things they already could could have, but see, they're not tracking those cards like that right now. They're just the cards are just getting them in and out. I don't, how do you know? I'm how do you know uh, they don't? How do you know they don't keep a tally of how things are being used? We don't. 
We, we don't. But the impression is made that they don't now because with this technology, they now not only know when you went through the gate, which they may have before, but they also can tell exactly what you're writing because the impression is that these little bands will be... Your fast pass, yep. Your fast it, pass. It would be your fast pass, but they would... But, but they, wouldn't they, they be able to tell the same thing when you uh, key up your card to get a fast pass? No. I they, don't think the fast pass machine has a mechanism to keep track of who's... It's Wait a second. The fast uh, pass machine it has keeps to track to be able to lock you out sure, of the system. Yes, to it has to, to know. You from getting another fast pass. But you know, okay. So you it wanna, has to know who you are. No, it does not have to know who you are. What and, it, and, and, and it, what well, it has I mean, to it has know, to know which ticket was used in it, and it has to be in a centralized computer. No, what it has to know is what ticket number got a fast pass, and the last time it did. So it knows right. that ticket number one got a fast pass at ten o three. So it right. knows to. Keep that locked out until eleven oh three. That's all it needs to know. It doesn't but know. It doesn't using, need to know where. Remember, it doesn't need. Using, but if you're using your room key at, as your ticket, then it's going to associate that number, and that number can be looked up and say, "Okay, so and so got a fast pass," and it's going to say which machine got the fast pass. That fast pass system would have to be tied into something bigger for that to happen. Because I, 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 I think that the fast pass system is is pretty much as simple as can be to prevent breakdowns. You know what I'm saying? If it's a complex right. it's software simple, no, or business logic, then it it's it's subject to breakdowns and not functioning. Right. It knows that card number's in the park, and it knows that card number just pulled something, but it doesn't know that that card number is staying at some hotel or yeah, I, I, a number. Well. But but also, I, okay. But remember, it's RIFD. Any amount of sensors around the park, or as you walk through an area of the park, can now pick you up and say, "Okay, this." Not that they know, you know, uh, shaft personally, but they will be able to see that a certain amount of people tend to congregate towards these things at certain times. Certain amount of people go this way at this time. Certain amount of people eat at these restaurants. I think it's got far more uh, long-term capability of uh, data collection, which is not necessarily a bad thing, depends on how you look at that, than your simple charge to my room card now. In that in that case, I'm going to flip, flip on you because I, I don't think the RFID has the range enough that unless, because you really have to get in a proximity of those sensors. You can't be... 5, 10, 15, 30 feet away from it and have it being tracked. You really have to come in within a couple inches of the sensor to be able to... Yeah, I think RFID has a maximum range. Okay. So, otherwise, because otherwise, a lot of people okay. carry RFIDs in their credit cards. But you, you walk through the is, door of a, of a uh, restaurant or a shop and it would know you walked through there. That, yeah, because it knows the, when your cell phone trips through there, too. What's that? That's going on to another subject. They're, they don't but, have access to your cell phone to to track it. Whole another whole another story that we'll ta- tell at another time. But I noticed the other thing they're doing here. Um, oh, not you kept saying. Oh, they they I'm, have, I'm, they now have free F and Wi-Fi. For how many years was I going there that we had to pay for uh, uh, Wi-Fi service at the hotels, and now it's free. Depends so, on your hotel. What? Oh, you're talking about the Disney hotels. Yes. Yes. 
where almost every other hotel in the world gives you free, not all of them, but a lot of them give you free Wi-Fi. Uh, None in Las Vegas. What's that? None in Las Vegas. Well, everything, nothing is free. Well, it's not totally true. Anyways. Park for free there. Um, But now they're giving it to you so their app works. (laughs) Yes. You know, until they really needed to give it to you free, uh, now they've decided to give it to you for free. All right, so... I'm with Mike. I, I I see absolutely no problems. I think it's just it's just one more tool, and I think a lot of people are going to get a kick out of it. I think some people, you know, the the people who have problems with kind of the big brother mentality uh, may have some issues with it. Uh, some overly religious people could have some issues with it. If not a tattoo, if it's it doesn't necessarily have. There was a there was a girl in school in yeah. Texas that didn't want to wear an RFID. I uh, I didn't think it was badge. There. I thought it was in still in. I thought it was in Connecticut. Yeah, she went in front of the judge, and you brought this up so you can't tally it against me. And the judge tried to get in head saying she's devout enough. And there's already court cases that says you can't get in someone's head to decide if they're devout if they claim religious reasons. That's enough. Yeah, no. She the 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 compromise was wear the badge without the RFID tag in it because you Just still have to wear right. a, a a badge to show that you belong there. Right. Um, yeah, I, that's a, that's an student ID. I see no problem with that. Yeah. Well, when she first went to the first judge, the first judge said, "No, you got to wear it." So she appealed. I know she was going to appeal. So hey, uh, uh, RFID range. Is yeah. as short as as close as ten centimeters, yeah, up to two hundred meters, depending on the the type well, of RFID you, tag and and the type of machine I, that, that. I will be- say, that, yeah, that ex- because over at the main warehouse at Disneyland, uh, all the merchandise, all the supplies in there are all RFID, and they can read where certain supplies are in the room. So yeah, because RFID can be either the the tag can be active or passive. And the reader can be active or, ra- or passive. So now you mentioned, like, let's say with the the animatronic that might know your name, you know, Barker. You know, let's say the Spud out in front of uh, Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story. What if there's a hundred kids standing around? Is, is it kind of cycle <laughs> as overload? But I mean, I'm sure some kind of hierarchy. The first come first. I don't or know. directional. There's some directional. Someone that's in this little small two fit space. You know. But you know, you realize where this could get really powerful. Is in an attraction, or thing, you know things could change. That'd be cool. Uh, but there again, see, they're tracking you. They know that you're using. Where before, if you just went on an attraction, they wouldn't know you went on the attraction. They just know how many people went through an attraction. Now they can tell again what demographics and stuff are um, um, moving through and where you are. But like I say, I, somebody was complaining that you know that they're tracking you. They're not like some guys watching a machine with little red dots moving around knowing where Shaft is. No, no, it's not like that. It's it's a data collection, a data mining. All right. Well, I want to address one one more issue before we try to wrap up for today. Um, You know, you you said the people that have a problem are those that don't want to be watched by Big Brother. But I think the other people that might have a problem with this. Well, you know, that's why I mentioned it. Yes, but the other people have a problem are those that don't like to plan or (laughs) over plan their trips to Disney World. You know, it bothers them that they have to they have to make a dining reservation because, you know, six months out, because if they don't, then they don't get to eat in their favorite place. Or it bothers... It bothers me, but I do it because I know I have to. Sure. But, you know, it, it bothers people that, well, if you don't pick your three fast pass rides before you show up, you're not going to get on them. 
or you're gonna have to wait two hours to ride them or, or something wait, like that so okay, okay. well so, uh, i'm sure this is something we're going to be talking a lot more about as uh, more okay. stories come up on. but there you <laughs> talked about diminished um or diminished um experience experience for the person who doesn't get it uh, now it's not saying that you won't get the pass but you might be less likely they might say i'll use the sellout thing air quoting they could issue all the fast passes before you have a chance if people also have this pick your three as you go in or before you go um now do you do that daily let's say if you buy a 10-day pass you have to pick no no the 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 example i saw of it was they were given um we talked about in that hub show that well here's i was here's the thing though so we're we're getting nitpicky on Are you what they're doing in Richard? You yes, said- I'm trying to get the show done because we said 60 <laughs> minutes. And hang up. No, well, Mike Turkey. No, no, I don't want to fall into this rabbit we're, hole. Dude. We're we're getting we're we're getting nitpicky because we're we're going by a newspaper article in the New York Times about what they're saying and how it's going to be. Disney can change it. They can change everything about it. They can even get rid of it, modify it, do all sorts of things. I think this is something that we just we're, so, we so, need to follow it and watch and see how it goes. We'll have more discussions on tackles of rising there. We just yeah. want to cover a couple last issues here, you know. Yeah, well, I'm I'm with Shaft. <laughs> well, you're the there. one mentioned it. We never even got to it. The, I don't know how someone else would be any more diminished than they already are by not knowing the system of you know calling in early and doing all that other crap that you got to do already. No, okay, yes, you're right. They're not diminished now because the people that. That know and take advantage are in a minority. Uh, when it gets to the point where the people who are wearing these magic bands are the majority, then those who don't, their experience will be diminished. Yeah, because you know our buddy Carl was talking about you know he he stopped coming to California Disneyland because they didn't understand the the local rules. But once they figured the local rules out, and I, I had to really question, what do you mean by local rules? You know, it all has to, a lot of it has to do with how how you get around fast pass or how you do this or how you do that. Things the locals know that you know an average tourist doesn't know, and because they don't know, their experience is diminished in some way. Well, you know, you know there's yes, there's that too. That if you don't if you don't know any better, you don't know. Yeah, all right, in Rome. All right, so let's let's make Shaft happy. Do we? Let's make our listeners happy. Yeah, too. there's that too. <laughs> There we go. All right, so oh, that's, that's hot. That's loud. We're back on the air. The more that we give them, the better. Okay. They can pause. Okay. Well, um, I guess uh, that music means it's time to go. Well, that you wanted to leave, so I started the exit. Sure, music. good. And uh, I'm going to say good night then. Good night then. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>